well met, friends. This is this week's episode of Ghost Emoji with me, Taylor, and my best good friend, my co-host, Becca. That's me. That's you. And this one is fun because we are finally, you know, one of the big things that we really like is video games. And we haven't actually done a video game review yet. And so earlier this week, I finally bought Oxenfree, which I've been meaning to do for a long time because it did come out last year. So it's it's not a new game, but it is a good game and it's a spooky game. And so we figured we would just we played it together and now we're gonna talk about it. We played it on PS4, um, but it's also available, I guess, is it on Xbox One? And it's on Steam too, I think. It was originally yeah. PC, but when I bought it, it was like new and improved coming to PS4, Oxenfree. Yeah, because I had watched, uh, when it first came out, I watched uh, Stacy and Mari play the beginning of it, but I didn't finish their playthrough because I was like, ah, I kind of want to play it myself, but I ended up just watching you play it through my, <laughs> through, through my PS4, <laughs> which was fine because, you know. It was interactive. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. And it's a pretty short game, which I would say that's kind of like, I feel like me and Becca, a lot of the games we like are sometimes kind of long. <laughs> and so it was sort of nice to have a game being like, oh, this isn't like 60 to 100 hours of play. Yeah, I'll take something that's like, you know, four to six hours. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just kind of running through. But and it also has, like, I think some pretty good replay value. Like, it's not a ton of stuff, but it's also very short. So it's just, I wasn't going to say, like, a nice relaxing game, but no. it's one I feel like you could go back to without a whole lot of commitment. So if you've been thinking about playing it, it's very good. I I really enjoyed it, and I've been thinking about it a lot since, I think, was it Wednesday that we played it? Yeah, it was your work from home day. Yeah, and it is now Friday. And I was working yeah. very hard while I played it. Yeah, you stopped a bunch of times to answer emails and stuff. It's not like you weren't doing things. Becca was there. But that just shows that you could still, like, jump in and out and and stuff. But anyway, so... Oh, and it it's not, like, a game that I would say it requires, you know, someone who has played games before. Like, if you've never played a video game, but you're like, oh, it seems kind of cool to, like play a sort of it's not you don't have to shoot anything you don't have to be good at aiming i think there's like some mild puzzle solving but even that's not like it's it's pretty low low key on the the like requirements for having played video games before yeah it's a lot of like exploration and the controls are are pretty easy and intuitive and um I think the only part that would maybe be a little confusing and wasn't confusing for us, but was a little frustrating was the dialogue system because you get to make choices, but I'm used to games like, you know, Mass Effect or Witcher or something where you can pick different responses, but you kind of have a chance to like think about it. There's not always like Bioware games and, and The Witcher both had times where like you would have to make a decision, like kind of a snap decision sort of thing but in this one like every dialogue choice if you don't pick them within like two or three seconds they kind of start to fade out and if you don't pick them they just disappear and sometimes that 
there was only a couple times where it happened on like important decisions and so i think it just kind of takes you down the default like canon way i guess that the game is supposed to go because there are multiple endings and a lot of different stuff that you can have happen in the playthrough but i don't know it was just it was really good i think we got we got probably the most generic ending yeah (laughs) which i mean didn't feel bad it kind of makes you feel like you didn't do anything terribly wrong i guess which obviously like we're gonna spoil things in the game so if you are planning on playing it then i would say stop here and then come back in four to six hours after you've played it yes (laughs) but uh, our end choices like i think there was like three big things and ours were we bonded with jonas who's like your new stepbrother um we got ren and nona together and we made up with clarissa and all of those were, like, the biggest parts of the pie chart. Yep. But I feel like they were all all pretty good. I think the only way it would have been perfect is if we had been able to save Mike. Yeah, but, I mean, I didn't even realize that was an option until afterwards when I was reading. No, there's a lot of things you can do. What was your, like, your favorite part of the game? Like, when you think back on it, the part that you liked the most? I think I liked all of the parts where the dead were they sailors they were like captains on the or like crewmen and women on the submarine yeah i i don't know why but i just thought they were really creepy and it was really interesting anytime they would like talk or or say something but i also really enjoyed like in a less you know creepy tone i really enjoyed all the times that uh you got to spend seeing what michael was like because you know, throughout the game, they talk about him. And for the first half, I feel you don't really like know what he's like. And you're kind of like, uh, well, you know, he's this big, important person to both you and you find out it was he was important to Clarissa because she was dating him. Michael's your brother in the game and he's died. And so you hear about him, but not like much. And then getting to actually like interact with him and sort of make choices and talk to him you see like why she loved him so much and why they had this like close relationship and it makes it more was more effective when you felt the loss you know what i mean yeah you would come back and you'd be like god that's so sad that she doesn't have him anymore like in her life and yeah they can't talk well especially because before you really get to have like the little flashbacks and see them interact the things they say about him they aren't like mean or anything but they talk about him being like captain of the whatever team and like you know kind of like a jock popular guy at school and you know clarissa's the same way and so i guess a lot of times when you think of that kind of stereotype it's not that they're inherently bad it just is kind of bland to me Mm -hmm. but i don't know why that wouldn't be considering like my youngest sister kennedy is like super popular beautiful smart president or vice president of like every club she comes across <laughs> kind of thing and i'm like and she's still totally rad and nice and 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 kind and so it's i don't know that kind of i related to on that like, even though kennedy's my younger sister but having a sibling that's very like accomplished and maybe other people sometimes kind of see them as like maybe unapproachable or like too good but at the same time, it's like, that's your sibling. And so you know them more as like a person person. Yeah. So, and it was nice because you also got to see Clarissa being nice because boy, howdy, is she me for like most of the game. And I, 
I didn't like that part so much. Like, it, I guess it made sense because, like, I feel like there was it was kind of showing two different ways to grieve. Because you've got Alex, who's like maybe trying to move past it, and really, honestly, I guess they don't even really show how she's dealing with it. She's just kind of not blasé about it, but you can tell she's sad, but she's not like outwardly angry or or like visibly sad most of the time. But but Clarissa, anytime it comes up. Is just like, you know, there's no point to anything. The universe doesn't care about you. This is your fault. Blah, blah, blah. Like, very... <laughs> they made her very unlikable. And I I didn't like that because I just didn't feel like it was... Not necessarily unrealistic, but it just... It felt bad that, like, one of the other main girl characters just off the bat hates you and I feel like that makes you kind of root against her. I don't like that because she was also in pain and she had, you know, legitimate reasons to be upset even if she was taking it out on the wrong person. Yeah, it was frustrating and it, it was just sort of one of those things where like, I'm glad that they gave you the opportunity to make up with her, but at the same time, it felt very petty mm -hmm. and even though it's not over something petty, but the way she was handling it was very petty mm -hmm. and really... I think the thing that made me the maddest was I was just like, do you think that if he could, like, if heaven or the great beyond or whatever exists, if he could see, like, what you're treating his little sister like, do you think he would be happy? Like, and the other thing is the fact that she was so nice in some of the flashbacks, but then she could be so cruel in the, you know, present. I was like, this meanness is innately inside of her. Like... It's not like she just became mean because of this. Like, mm -hmm. she had the potential to be this way. And so it just made me upset because I was like, I don't feel like that's, I don't know. I, I just feel like mean people don't normally masquerade as being, I don't know. I just, it just made me sad because I was also sort of like, why is he with her? Like, obviously she is actually kind of not a very nice person, even though she can act like i don't know well that's where i feel like we um during the one part there's a, a section where you can either go back to like the town with either your stepbrother jonas who you kind of default to for the beginning part of the game um ren who is like your childhood friend that's there with you and he's kind of goofy or nona who is uh ren has a crush on her and she's the one who brought clarissa because obviously since Clarissa doesn't really like anyone, it doesn't make sense why she's there on this island with you. But she's there. And Nona, if I wanted to pick her to go because the two guys are fighting and being kind of annoying. But I didn't hit it fast enough and so it defaulted and made me take Jonas. Which was fine. Jonas was, he kind of grew on me, but sometimes he was a little silly. But, um, but Nona, when you take her down and she's really worried because... Uh, at a certain point in the game, Carissa is basically, like, possessed by these ghosts. These, like, interdimensional ghosts and is gone for a good chunk of the game. Like, she's there, but she's the ghost. She's not Clarissa. And so, Nona's really worried about her. And I feel like Nona was kind of just there to, like, justify that Clarissa is a nice person or can be. Because she talks yeah. about how they had a friend who was in a car accident on Nona's birthday. And so Nona was like, you know, we blew off my birthday plans because obviously our friend was hurt. And so we had to go visit her. But when it was all said and done, 
she said that Clarissa, like, showed up with a cake and they watched all of her favorite movies all night to just kind of, like, to make her birthday still special. And I guess her birthday is, like, coming up when this is all happening and she's just like, I'm really scared that Clarissa's not going to be there and, like, she's my best friend and I'm worried about her. But if you don't take Nona, I mean, all you really have is the flashbacks and then her being a jerk. <laughs> yeah, I wish we'd gotten to see that because otherwise I was just like, I don't get it. I was <laughs> like, why? how does she have friends if she treats people like this just because she's hurting? Like, I understand that people grieve differently, but, like, it doesn't excuse being cruel to people who are have lost the same person for no reason. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wish that we had a better idea, I guess, of everyone's ages. Because at one point mm-hmm. I thought they said something about it being the junior class of whatever high school. But then I read something else that said they were sophomores. But if they were sophomores and Michael was a senior, then I guess the age difference isn't too big. But I couldn't tell. I got the idea that Ren and Nona were the same age as mm-hmm. Alex. But I thought that maybe Clarissa was older since she was dating Mike. Or something. Because, like, there's a lot of talk about, like, colleges and going to school and prom and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, it's later high school. But the timeline just kind of didn't make sense. Because also, the whole reason Jonas is there is because, you know, your brother, you're playing as Alex. So I say you're our brother, the person that that you're playing, has died and your parents get divorced because, like, it basically tears your family apart. And then your mom remarries to a man who's Jonas's dad. But Jonas's mom has also passed away, and they said that they met on, like, a cruise. And so I'm just like, how long ago did both of these people die? Like, not to say that, I guess, there's nothing wrong with dating slash marrying, I guess, soon after, like, death or divorce. But it all just, the timeline was a little bit squished. Yeah. It made it sound like, I agree though, it's a little confusing because I, I thought it was a year and then I started thinking about it and I was like, I mean, for them to have met and gotten married and whatever, I was like, that's like a very short amount of time, which not to say like that can't happen, if, especially if you're having trouble because you, you know, feel very like there's some sort of resentment or something. But at the same time, I was sort of like, it's mostly just like going on a cruise and this and that i don't know it's the like you said the timeline is a little squished so i was like i mean i could see if it was over the course of two years definitely but Mm -hmm. a year i was like a year goes by real fast that could also explain why like when you're going to this like overnight beach party that goes so bad um why that's kind of like the first time i guess you're ever hanging out with your new stepbrother even though he's true he is like just moved into your house he literally says that he just got in that morning and then got on a ferry to go with you to to this thing. Lord. <laughs> but, I don't know. I just really liked, you know, like, the, the characters were really interesting. I was reading that, I guess, Alex, the, the main character, was supposed to be kind of inspired by, like, Lindsay Weir. Mm. Which, like, I kind of got with, like, the jacket and stuff like that. But I like... I say I liked it. I don't, did I like it? The the fact that, like, you get choices that you can make about, like, your dialogue and stuff like that. But I feel like Alex still inherently had, like, a set personality. Yeah, I would agree with that. Which was interesting because then it kind of... Different ways to respond 
but still ultimately kind of getting similar responses and stuff like that. But it was also kind of nice just because then you felt like you had control, but it still made it to where, I guess, like the choices you make, people's reactions don't seem so off. Yeah. Instead of just being sort of a self-insert character. I also liked, I liked all the voice acting. I thought it was all really good. Yeah, my only thing was just that the guys especially sounded way too old. Yeah, they did sound too old. Like they, the voice acting was not bad. It was just like, if you're supposed to be like a junior, even possibly a senior, like you've been held back 10 years. (laughs) You're a 30 year old man. (laughs) Say, sorry to say you, you are an old, old man. You are a super senior. You can't trick me. I mean, the way they delivered the lines definitely for Ren sounded very young. So I got that. But the voices, I was just like, I don't, I don't know, man. You sound, mm-mm. Yeah. And and I, I really liked, I thought for the most part, the dialogue was really pretty well done. Because sometimes you get these teenager games and you get kind of a life is strange, like meet me in the pit, shaka bra. And hellas everywhere. Oh my god, the shaka bras! <laughs> like I felt bad because I was just like, "What does that even mean?" Some of this mean? stuff wasn't hasn't been relative, like or relevant since I was in high school. And I was like, I was in high school a fucking long time ago. So playing Life is Strange, like as much as I loved it, a lot of the time they'd say stuff, and I'd be like, "Are we?" For, for the longest time when we were playing it, or when I was playing it, I thought maybe it was taking place in, like, 2006 or, like, 2008. <sighs> and then I realized that it was 2013 or 14 or whatever. And I was like, oh. Yeah, it was... Okay. It was pretty rough. For, for so much of that game that's good, the dialogue can really take you out of it sometimes. And I don't know why... Messing with stuff like that is so difficult because it it ages out so, so quickly, especially when you pick stuff that's like very niche and like meme-y. God, I'm trying to even remember some of them because they've honestly slipped out of my brain. Like not just, you know, for life is strange, but just in general. Although I do feel like I've started saying hella a lot again Mm -hmm. and I have to stop myself. Chloe, she gets you. (laughs) She gets into your brain. Also, kind of the, I guess the thing when one of your loved ones dies is to dye your hair blue. Guess so. Because Chloe dyed her hair blue, even though she was like a brunette. Same thing in this game. and all the flashbacks, Alex has brown hair, but in the present, you've got cool blue hair. Coraline dyed her hair blue, but it wasn't because someone died. I think it's because they moved and she was mourning the loss of her friends. Aww. I guess it is a, a weird, like quirky girl trope you move you move away someone dies you dye that hair blue you dye it blue what did you think of the the fact that like the ghosts being not traditional ghosts because i loved the whole like alternate dimension nuclear submarine explosion trap ghost thing because you know i love a good ghost story but sometimes it gets really old and this one was one that i feel like i hadn't seen before yeah i didn't expect it and i liked that they were like a collective and they spoke as a collective and basically you know it's like we've been down here so long we are a we we're no longer like individuals and stuff Mm -hmm. we just collectively want to get the fuck out of here what do they even want to do once they're out i don't know 
eat a hamburger? <laughs> uh, I would probably. I would. I would lure people to a, a scary island and possess their body if I hadn't eaten a cheeseburger since 1943. Yep, fried pickles. <laughs> like, can you imagine all the cool things they're gonna come out and be like, "Holy shit, they have a thing for that." But would they have like, all just crammed into one body, or would like one take it and then like steer more people that away? Or had they even thought that far? I think they honestly just wanted to escape because mm-hmm. if I had been trapped in a loop, I guess the the whole loop thing, I it's really interesting to me, but it's also sometimes hard to like wrap your brain around because are they looping just that one day? Like when Alex is talking at the end and you discover that you're still in the loop, she's talking about stuff that's, you know, kind of happened throughout like following months like you know what schools they go to and who's dating and all this other stuff and i'm like does she loop all of that and then come back around or is that just in her brain or you know how is it for for the the guys on the submarine because they talk about seeing like the universe die several times and i'm like do you mean your universe like the place where you live in this one day or do you mean like you've seen the death of the universe (laughs) over and over again because that would make me hella crazy my guess is it's that second one because i mean i remember they at some point talk about like you know how they're beyond caring anymore they're like you know we used to be nice people but we don't care anymore and i was like uh i'd have to see some shit for me (laughs) to be like fuck you taking your body i'm out but then do they mean but they still care about escaping they guess they just don't care about, like, what means they, they take it. Mm-hmm. That dang old radio. Their moral high ground has plummeted, <laughs> essentially. Do you think it was the same people in a loop, or do you think it was, like, each time, like, an alternate reality kind of thing? Because there's one ending that you can only get after, I think, playing it a couple of times, where when you get to, like, the machine right outside the door to the little cave entrance at the very very end and you can actually send a message to like another version of yourself saying not to come to the island and that's supposed to be i guess like the good ending or not the there's so many different endings but i guess that's one of them where it shows alex ren and jonas are hanging out in a parking lot And they're waiting for someone to come pick them up, and they're like, turn on the radio, and if it's music, then we'll wait, like, ten more minutes. And if it's, like, talk radio or static or something, I can't remember what Ren says, he's like, then we'll just blow it off. And while you're scanning around, you come across yourself being like, Alex, don't come to Edwards Island. Oh, that's so eerie. And they all get kind of freaked out and leave. And so I'm like, so... Does that version, like, get to actually survive? I guess so. Because that's, like, after the post-credits kind of thing, I think. Wow. Because otherwise, all of them just come to the end when you're kind of doing the little epilogue, and then it sort of frazzles out for a second, and you're like, oh, shit, we're still, we're still here. (laughs) Yep. Which I feel like you have to know is coming, because it's just too good, where you're like, did we win? Did we get out? Well, that and, like, you pass out and then you wake up and you're on the ship and, and they're like, oh, we're, we're, let's get out of here. And they don't even seem that phased or, like, that was really hard how we 
he had to drag you and you you know we had to fight him off and blah blah blah. and it's like no they don't talk about any of that and so when that happened i was like we are gonna loop or we're imagining this happening and they've already taken our body or i don't know there were so many things running through my mind and then when she started doing the epilogue i was like i guess you really actually get off and then when she was like man, I'm so bummed that we're going to this thing and I don't want to. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Ugh. So, but it also kind of made me think of of Life is Strange. Just, like, each time, like, there's a loop and you, you feel like you're just going back or, like, trying to get it right kind of thing. But I got the feeling that it's actually, like, each time you are jumping into, like, a like, a alternate reality, like a parallel universe where that's happening so even if you like leave this message like each time you have a chance to save another one but you are like stuck in that one forever because i saw someone talking about that in life is strange where they were like you know it looks like she's rewinding but do you think it's possible because yeah at the end are they talking about how they're like you go back in time and you do this stuff and you don't care about what happens after you like junk back forward or whatever Yep. Like, each time you're going back and changing something, and if you don't like it, you just leave. But there's the Max in that reality who then has to live with what you've done. Yep. Kind of thing. And so I'm just like, oh, that just... Stuff like that real messes me up. Have you ever, um... Have you ever watched a, a playthrough or played Soma? Uh-uh. It's not a feel-good game. <laughs> but, um, spoilers for Soma. Becky, you don't care about spoilers, right? Nope. Um, it's a similar kind of thing. You're you're in some kind of like accident and your brain has been like basically saved onto a computer and you wake up in the future and you are actually in a robot and you don't realize it at first. You think you're a person and then you realize you're a robot. And throughout the game, there are times where you have to transfer your like personality and, and mind and stuff, like your ghost essentially, to to other machines. And the first time it happens, you're like, oh, well, I thought I just jumped to this. And then you turn and you see, like, your your old body is still there, just kind of, like, powered down. But they're like, no, we're just copying you to this one. So, like, you have a chance to survive, but your your body you were just in with your, you know, backup or whatever is fucked. Yeah. And that's <laughs> the very, very end of the game. It's all about, like... Because the world has been, like, destroyed by a meteor, and you're basically, like, there's no one left on Earth. There's just these backups of people's brain, and you're trying to get them into a computer program that you're going to launch into space. So that people can basically live in, like, a simulation, because that's the only way they're going to survive. And I'm using survives kind of as quotes, just because it's complicated and we're not here to talk about that one. <laughs> but yeah. um, when it's happening, like, stuff is, like, falling, and, and the ship or whatever you're on is, like endure a lot of stress and you're trying to like upload your brain and the whole it's like this big moment of building up to being like oh god where are we gonna make it am I gonna upload in time and then it uploads and you're like what happened and you have like a, a computer companion that's been helping you that's another memory person and they're like we're up on the arc you know we're up on on the on the satellite we did it and he's like but what about us and she's like we, we've been doing this the whole game. Like, we're still here, but this is the only way for them to have a chance. And he's just like, but I did all that so I could get to space. Like, so I could escape. And she's like, that was never, that wasn't how it was going to work. And you just, it feels so bad. Jeez. So that's kind of how this makes me feel. 
whenever it's like, well, I'll do it so someone else can can get by. And even like if it's an interesting ending, it always just, I feel bad and I'm not, it's not because it's a bad game. It's just a bad feeling because you know this character that you've gotten kind of attached to and you wanted to make it is trapped in this loop forever. <laughs> like, it just sucks. And I think that's why, like, some of the reviews I read were kind of like, at the end, I just felt, like, super unsatisfied and unhappy, and, like, why did I do all this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I get that, but at the same time, I really enjoyed it, and, like, that's just kind of, that's the game. Yeah. That makes me think of, um, makes me think of those, uh, there's, like, a Doctor Who episode where it's these... <sighs> They're like miners or something. I can't remember, but basically they handle this really dangerous stuff and one of them dies and then a clone of them wakes up and it's like, you know, the last memory they had, they, they, you know, that's where they start from. But when you really think about it, it's like, there are so many versions of them that have died. Like the original version of them is dead. They're just gone. And whatever version of them exists now is carrying on the memories of all of those that have died before, but it's a totally different person. Like, it's the same personality, different vessels. So even if we were to figure out how to, like, <clears throat> upload our personalities into computers or whatever, like, we would still die, but our, like, consciousness, we wouldn't have control over it, but our consciousness would continue to go on. Mm -hmm. And so it's this weird feeling of, like, you think that, you're gonna it's just immortality doesn't exist even like in these like sci-fi ways that they've come up with it's like yeah technically you keep living but not really mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a it's a weird not weird concept but it's just it's a lot to unpack <laughs> it's very dark honestly that's one of the alternate endings is the leaving the message for yourself and that's like a new game plus type thing you have i don't know if you can get it on your second try but Pretty much, like, at the end of each one, it's, like, continue timeline, which we didn't get to because I jumped out after the, the credits, but I saw it when I was looking up stuff and trying to see what the other endings could be. Um, you can leave Clarissa in the void. Fucked up. Which is, I mean, and it, I don't even think it does anything, because, like, if it will let you go if you leave Clarissa, but if you leave her and you wake up on the ship with everybody, you know, on the ferry headed away from the island... One, like, none of them remember her, except for you, but the same kind of thing happens at the end of the playthrough, where it kind of statics out, and then you think you're going back, so they didn't really let you go. Nope. <laughs> Which, I mean, they're ghosts with no moral compass, so mm -hmm. what were you expecting? Um, you can save Michael, and either Jonas will no longer be there because you don't need a stepbrother because you already have a brother, or... You can have him and uh, Jonas will still be there, but he'll be Ren's friend that Ren brought. Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. I prefer that. I mean, I guess I don't because I don't want him to be stuck in the loop. But at the same time, like, I liked Jonas. I just, I don't know. Not to say that, like, the fact that he's not her real brother makes him, like, a less legitimate character. But I just think if she could have one or the other, she would probably want Michael. But if you can have Michael... But also have Jonas, like, you can, it can still say that you bonded, like, one of the endings say that you refer to him as your other brother, you just don't say it to his face, because you still have all those memories of bonding and everything, mm -hmm. so you still have, like, warm feelings for him. That's nice. Mm -hmm. I, 
Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I preferred Michael just from the brief interactions we had with him. Not that Jonas wasn't nice, but Michael was nicer. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you have all that history and stuff. But that's cool that he can be there and be Ren's friend because mm-hmm. I liked Jonas. I just, I don't know why it felt so counterintuitive because the only way to save Michael is you have these kind of like little flashbacks when I guess you were being possessed. And I guess maybe that's a way they make you complacent. They being the ghosts. They, like, hop in your body and do whatever, and during that, I guess you see something that's important to you, and while you're there, you can talk to Michael, and he talks about, like, wanting to, like, leave town or go to school somewhere else instead of staying where y'all live, and, you know, my thought was, like, yeah, like, I'm gonna encourage him to to leave and to go do whatever, because even though it's scary, like, it can be really rewarding, and if not, he can always come home. But, of course, that's the way he died is he was going away and y'all were having, like, a, you know, goodbye hangout and went swimming and he drowns. So, I guess I didn't really think about that. It just felt, it felt bad that the only way you can have him stay is to tell him to, like, basically, like, stifle his dreams and, you know, stay home. But then, of course, I mean, if he lives, he can always, like, take a year off, I guess, and then go to school later and you'll know to never go swimming again. (laughs) Yeah, that's when you when you texted me, you were like, but I feel bad stifling his dreams. And I was like, yeah, but he's alive. <laughs> he can always do those things later. I mean, but is he even like, really yeah. alive? Because he's I mean, I think he's still in the loop. I I mean, well, if you can save Michael and then tell yourself never to go, <laughs> then I imagine. Well, that one, I don't the the one where you tell yourself Jonas is your stepbrother. So even though it doesn't really say anything directly about Michael in it, I'm assuming he has to be dead if you have a new stepbrother. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Because at first I was like, maybe he's just Jonas's friend, but you say something and Ren's like, Jonas, you, you know like how cool your new stepsister is or something like that? And you're like, oh, sorry, Jonas. I'm just, you know, you're my stepbrother, but I kind of want my old brother back. Yeah. The music is really good. Yeah. The music is, like, kind of spooky synth, like, just very, I don't know if relaxing is the right word, but, like, it's just kind of kind of comfy, except for the ones that are, I think, supposed to be a little bit unnerving, but it was just really nice. Like, the whole, like, overall feeling of it, like, it had really pretty kind of, like, I wouldn't call them watercolor backgrounds, but they were, like, just illustrated, and honestly, like, I was a little put off at, at first, like, when I saw trailers for it for just kind of the style of the game because you know when you're running around you're you're playing this kind of small model like it's not first person it's not third person like it's a side scroller yeah I I honestly was kind of like how is it going to be scary when the models are so small like (laughs) I can't I can't see how scary stuff is but they did a surprisingly good job I mean just with like you know like the the color schemes of it, like, whenever you would kind of get stuck in a loop, they do, like, sort of, like, staticky, scary music, and, and honestly, even if they weren't super detailed, like, sometimes you'd go in a loop, and something would be moved, or someone you had just been talking to would be, like, up in, like, the corner of the screen, but kind of, like, slumped over, and with, like, scary eyes, or yep. mumbling, and having, I don't know, especially because since Becca was watching it over my, uh, ps4 like share play i had my headphones on which i normally don't play games with headphones on 
I usually just use my TV, but having like all of like the mumbling and the like scary kind of radio static like right in my ears really helped kind of get get me in there. Yeah, it was scary because I was listening on headphones too and it's just like you could really hear the um because they would like mumble to themselves but it sounded kind of like there was static going but also that it was almost backwards like they were mumbling backwards Mm -hmm. when they were possessed which was really spooky um i wouldn't be surprised because there's a lot of stuff that like i missed and just looked up later because i don't know morse code and stuff like that like the the big mechanic in this game is you have like a little kind of is it a shortwave radio or it's just like a simple kind of old school radio but you walk around and you basically tune it and depending on what frequency you're on you can pick up like weird like frequency anomalies and you'll get like little recordings and stuff like that or you would use it to like break people out of these like possession things and it was really satisfying when you're playing it because like your uh, controller starts kind of vibrating at least if you're playing it like um with something with like a rubble pack on it mm-hmm. but just the the rumbling and like the noise kind of like the pitch would go up and it was just it felt good i i wanted to find all the all the little anomalies even though i don't think they actually did anything like in game but there was a alternate reality game which i was not aware of that like if you took all of those the frequencies or like, 10 out of 12 of them and all of them had a call sign and if you took the number and put them in order, it would give you a phone number, which was 91-Oxenfree, or 916-936-3733. And when you would call it, it had a, it played, I think, like the opening theme, but it had like a Morse code beep in it that would spell out Maggie. Oh, weird. Who's the name of like uh, an old lady who lived on the island, who was actually the person who gave out, she gave out an incorrect signal, which blows up this submarine that had like a a nuclear reactor type experimental thing on it which is what tears open this like rift in time and space and traps these miners in like an alternate dimension and you open it with this radio (laughs) and it's all just shitty from there (laughs) yep but yeah but there's just a lot of stuff but yeah i guess if you call that number and then like the messages kept changing And eventually it ended up um, pointing people, there was a website that was like edwardsisland.com, which someone made from like taking a bunch of the letters that it was sending out in like Morse code. And I think it might've been Jesse Cox is like a YouTuber, but he, um, I think he got an email or a trailer or something that had like highlighted letters and numbers in it. And when you rearranged them, it spelled out Edwards Island. And then they went to a website and then just different clues and stuff. And it was weird because this was all like in real time. Just people who were very, very into this game. Um, and it led them to, I think, Fort Ward, Washington. And essentially, I was kind of like a geocaching type thing. They found uh, like a World War II first aid uh, box that had a music box in it with two um, strips of music that I guess were from the game. And a bunch of letters from Alex. Weird. Like from the different realities, so it was just it's kind of cool, like real life alternate alternate reality game. But they played on a lot of stuff like that that I think just on a casual playthrough you miss. But a lot of the stations have like they'll have music, and then they would have what's it called? They would have 
Morse code and some of the message that it spells out um, are, and it was kind of sad because I think the implication is that these are from Anna, who is Maggie's friend, slash, I, I got the feeling like Anna was supposed to be like her girlfriend, or at least someone that maybe she cared about, but maybe since it was like the 1940s, they couldn't be together or something, but I don't know. Gal pals. Gal pals. Bosom buddies. But um, some of the messages that came through are getting scared, losing things, love. Um, One says losing but lug hand, which I don't know if that's maybe just she was supposed to be spelling laughing and it's misspelled. One just says love and. Um, One says still here, cannot move, very cold, love Anna. Mm -hmm. Which I thought that one was sad. And says, be sure you have correct time. Um, another one says, this one's pretty long. Let us pray that peace can be now restored to the world. Sad. But, because I guess Anna, I don't know if Anna worked with her at the military station with Maggie. But um, she was helping her research and like try to figure out, because I guess the, the ghosts were coming through and they were trying to find a way to like defeat them and, and seal them in. And while doing this Anna basically ends up the way that Alex does at the end where she's trapped in the loop but she never stopped trying to get a hold of Maggie which you know that's what you do when when you're best friends you reach across interdimensional space forever forever trying to (laughs) contact them just your best good friend it was sad but it was it was interesting just to to learn all that which you also can find letters which we didn't find a whole lot of but a lot of the story you don't really figure out unless it's through the letters. Like, I didn't realize until afterwards that Maggie Adler, the whole reason that the thing exploded was because she heard, like, a weird signal and thought it was some kind of attack, because this is in the middle of World War II, um, and, I guess, sent out a signal and a nearby ship shot a torpedo at the submarine, even though it was it was a U.S. submarine. I just thought it was friendly fire, but I didn't realize Maggie was the one who gave the signal. Yeah, and it was an accident, though, right? Yeah, it was just she she got a signal that she didn't recognize, and there was a lot of paranoia during that time, and just, you know, gave the call to that there was an enemy in the area, and they fired on it, and then tried to cover it up because cause it was friendly fire. And that's the, the submarine was the Canaloa. I don't know if we said that, but if you're listening to this, you've already played the game, so you already know. You already know. Oxenfree was developed by Night Studio, or Night School Studio, and, uh, I don't know, the music and stuff was just really good. It was, uh, done by, uh, Andrew Rohrman, who goes by the name, it's, it's scientific, but with no vowels. I don't know how you sound, sound that out, but it's, like, scientific. Hmm. It's an interesting last name. Rohrman? Mm-hmm. I don't know, it was just really interesting. Um, I don't know if they've done any games since this one, because it just came out last year. Yeah, it's pretty new. I was trying to look up, because I honestly had forgotten what Ollie Ollie Oxen Free even means. <laughs> Doesn't it mean everything's clear? Yeah, I think uh, it's supposed to be kind of like if you're playing a game of like hide and seek or something like that, and you give up, so it's supposed to be like, you can come out and I'm not going to grab you, like game's over. Yeah. And I guess... One thing I was looking at said that it came from a German saying that's like alle alle oxenfrei, which I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. I don't speak German, um, which roughly translates to everyone is free. Mm. It was interesting. I like how they kind of briefly mention it in the middle and I kind of forgot about it until I was 
watching a playthrough after just to see if they did anything different than we did. And they did. Just a good game. Like, it was, like, I feel like I probably would have been more scared if I'd played it, like, at night. Because it doesn't have a lot of, like, jump scare stuff, but the, just, like, the music, like, the tonal stuff is definitely very eerie. And the ghosts, and just the general idea of it, like, the whole being trapped and not being able to escape is pretty fucking scary. Yeah. Yeah. But I would definitely recommend people play it, like, since it is, like, not first person and stuff like that, I think you can be scared, but I don't know if it'll give people, like, nightmares. So if you are normally not into scary games, I think that this would probably be a good kind of compromise, because mm -hmm. the game is not difficult to play, and it's kind of scary just, like, the idea of it, but I don't know, like, it's not gory or no. or anything like that. Although, if you don't like scary games or scary movies or anything, I don't know why you're listening to this. <laughs> because they love us. Um, well, I guess they're <laughs> friends, but strangers, I can't imagine why they'd be listening to this if they don't like scary things. What's I going to say? But I really liked it. I'm glad I finally played it because I've been thinking about it. And the only thing is just because it is kind of short, but it's still like 20 bucks on the PS4. I kept hoping it would maybe go on sale. I have weird thoughts about like spending $20 on something that's only going to take me six hours to beat. Yeah, but it's an indie studio, so I mean... Mm-hmm. It's better than paying 60 bucks for a game. This is very true. <laughs> and it was just really good. I'm, I'm thinking about either like downloading the the soundtrack because it's just really good. Even if you don't want to play the game, like it's just nice to listen to. Kind of cool, like study brain chilling music. Minus the ones that are scary. Yeah. A lot of them are just kind of like good, like walking through the screen video. And the, the ocean, there's one that's called like, I think it's called like Beach 7am. It's like the closing one. That one's choice it's very good yes it's nice it's very very good do you have any closing thoughts on oxen free really liked it thought it was very like it was different the ghosts weren't what i expected but i thought it was really interesting what did you think it was going to be at first did you think it was going to be ghosts or like aliens or satan um i don't know i thought it was just going to be like weird ghosts and kind of creepy things happening but it turned into something far more insidious, honestly, since they wanted to, like, trap them there, essentially, and take their bodies. But really liked it, and I thought it was different. And I, I at first, I had the same feelings where I was like, oh, I don't like how far, like, out it zoomed. But a lot of the backgrounds are so beautiful, because they kind of look like thick gouache, almost, because mm -hmm. it's... They're not watercolor by any means because they're opaque, but um, I would say like maybe gouache or it's obviously digital, but like it looks gouache like, but looks beautiful. And then the characters are cute. Yeah, it's just it's cute. And I like that they showed the characters like up close in snapshots and stuff because that gave you a better idea of what they look like without having to see them constantly like up close. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Overall, I liked it. Uh, oh, I meant to ask you, what did, um, what were your favorite parts? I really liked the music a lot. That's the part, like, today I've been listening to the music, and that's probably the most, like, I've been interacting with it afterwards. But I, I really liked looking for all of, like, the little clues. The whole time I was just like, gotta find rocks. Gotta find these rock piles. <laughs> I just want to yeah. find more, more spooky clues. Because some of them, like, I 
I didn't really understand how they all kind of tied together. And then every now and then they would kind of jump out and be different because sometimes it was just a message about like, if you reach out to the bishop and tell him what you're worried about, he will deal with it. And I'm like, what does that mean? And then you jump to other ones and it's like, this island was built on centuries of slaughter and soon you will be a part of that alex and i'm just like oh god oh yeah (laughs) those were really creepy when they would like directly talk to you yeah because they didn't always do that i mean and i also kind of got caught up like some of the characters i feel like i didn't really get a chance to get super attached to but there's a part where they make you think clarissa's dead where she like falls out a window and that felt really bad Yeah, i felt super guilty like even though i didn't really like her i still was like i don't want her to die and then there's a part where you think Ren is dead, which I was upset about. The the That was very rough. Yeah, but the way that it's played out in the game, I feel like Alex never believed it was true because she doesn't seem that upset. She seemed way more upset about Clarissa dying than her best friend. Yeah. So that part I was kind of confused by because I was like, is this real? Like, I know we've been dealing with, like, temporal shifts and, and time loops and and stuff like that and shifting realities, but... I feel like even if I if there was a possibility I was stuck in a reality where Becca fell off a bridge, I would be uh, pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess at that point, Clarissa had already, like, killed herself and then come back. So I feel like if Ren had died first, I think we would have seen her spiral a lot more, mm-hmm. which is probably why they were like, let's put that later, because otherwise I don't know how you would, like, keep hold of yourself do you know what i mean like yeah watching someone you don't like that much but you still don't want to die die is traumatizing and horrible but watching your best friend die i feel like is a whole other level Mm -hmm. that you don't really recover from yeah if that makes sense yeah yeah but it's good and i think people should play it Mm -hmm. and i really liked a whole lot of other stuff about it but i would say that was probably my my two things I could, like, actively pick out and be like, this is why it's better than just your regular old side-scrolling indie game. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep, yep. I think that about does it for us. Feels weird, you know. I feel like we should talk for 40 more minutes about... No. No. <laughs> no. Let's do a... Sin- no. Sin- no. No. <laughs> <laughs> We'll never do another synopsis on a movie again because it went so long. And I'm so sorry for anyone who stuck through the whole thing. I'm so proud of you. You're a, you're a goddamn <laughs> hero. I don't understand it, but... I chopped like 25 minutes from, from that last one. I tried so hard. Almost as long as the actual movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if we ever do a synopsis again, it has to be under 10 minutes. That's the new rule yeah so that, i think that's what a synopsis actually is i think what yep. we just did was a, a retelling of the entire movie yep in our own words pretty much <laughs> with analysis yes oops so i guess that's gonna do it for us uh do you have any plugs or anything that you want to put in before we head out if you like science fiction or mass effect you should listen to my other podcast that I do with my other best friend, Cass, is called Embrace Eternity, where we talk about video games and Mass Effect and sci-fi and 
just good good stuff lots of stuff we talked out oh, right now we're doing synopsis well not synopsis but analysis of <laughs> don't say that word on this podcast <sighs> i'm sorry we, we do analysis of the game of thrones episodes that are coming out this season um and it's been pretty fun but it's very good thanks it's choice that's my new saying now it's choice it's hella choice hella choice god i want to die um <laughs> and then if you like mass effect and sci-fi god all i do is i'll say stuff. that was I'm that sorry. the beginning of your last plug yes okay I'm, so if you i'm also in a time like loop that, i'm in a time a, loop. you're in a time loop um so if you like that then you might like this as well if you like D D. uh taylor is also in this i'm real behind on it but i'm working on it it's RPG Friends Club. It's RPG Friends Club. We're just a bunch of nerdy friends, and we sit around and we play uh, tabletop RPGs. And ours is Mass Effect based, and Ryan endures us as our DM. Yep, pretty much. So there's that. But it's fun, and it's goofy, and we love it, and you'll love it too. It's maybe. funny. I mean, even if you don't know really what Mass Effect is, just imagine they're all aliens. Like, look up. Look up the races on Wikipedia. You'll be fine. Play the entire trilogy. Or that. It'll only take you like a month. You won't. You definitely won't cry yourself to sleep for like three years afterwards. It'll be fine. But that's that's it. Do you have anything to plug, Taylor? Uh, Home Depot. Cool. I've been spending a lot of time there. Got about to spend some more time there because right before I started recording, I got a letter from the homeowners association to fix a hole in my fence. So I get to go buy a fence post. Why are they so annoying? I don't know. It's it. I I get it, but sometimes I just see other people's houses and I'm like, did they also get a letter? How many Cause... letters has that <laughs> house gotten? Because I feel like. It's been like that for a while, so they must either be getting fined and don't care, or they they just really are putting the hammer to the nail with y'all. I just don't, I don't want other people to, to get judged. I just feel very judged. I pay my bills. Get off my case, Tom Nook. Yeah. Tom Nook. <laughs> but, so yeah, Home Depot's been getting a lot of my, my money lately, so. I love it. I just, I'm so sweaty all the time. Yep. Yeah. It's summer. <laughs> It is summer, but um, yeah, I guess for like actual plugs, Becca's already gotten all of the, the good podcasts, but there's other good podcasts. Uh, the Taz finale was this week, and I don't know what to do with myself, but if you haven't ever listened to it, you should listen to The Adventure Zone. It's all out there now. Yep. So you can you can listen to all of it without having to wait two weeks between episodes, mm-hmm. and it's just very very good. If you like like D and D tabletop stuff or fantasy, mm-hmm. humor, fun. But it's also got kind of like it's fantasy, but I feel like it's sort of like Final Fantasy style fantasy, where like there's also kind of like cool elevators. There's elevators. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name, Mister Upsy? And his lifting... Uh, Upsy, your lifting friend. That's it. Upsy, your lifting friend. He's disgusting. I love him. He's an elevator with, like, actual innards. It's horrifying. He likes it when you get in his tummy. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, you should listen to it. It's good. If you... Yeah. You should just listen to all of the podcasts that we just mentioned, and also Mm -hmm. this one. 
if you like the adventure zone griffin who's the dm for that one is putting all of the music up on Bandcamp. there's already a couple of them but he's putting the ones from the last couple arcs up soon and it, at least when i bought them it was a pay what you can sort of thing which is nice but for the rest of the month of august he's donating all the uh, proceeds from that to the southern poverty law center Ooh. last month when i bought the albums that were already out uh he was donating them to the trans law center so it just feels good so if you've been putting off buying them or if you just haven't listened to them yet and you're just starting and you realize you can't live without them it's just a nice it's a nice way to to donate that's when i bought mine yeah becca becca good griffin good music music good (laughs) music good on that very complicated uh idea of music good i think we're gonna call it yeah yeah stay hella spooky (laughs) stay hella spooky shock a bra bye (laughs) oh god oh god